0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing the 1980 Canon Films musical, The Apple. Bim is definitely all the way, as we are joined by special guest Jim Dietz of the HHWLOD Network. Another episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. I'm Brandon, and as always, with me is your Dandy Pandy co hoster Cullen. I've got my
1: BIM mark on, and I'm ready to do this, so I won't get a ticket.
0: Cult Cinema Cavalcade is a bi-weekly movie podcast that finds Cullen and myself discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic.
1: As a disclaimer, every episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language.
0: Today we're discussing the 1980 musical, The Apple. Cullen, tell us what we will be enjoying when we taste it.
1: In the futuristic year 1994, a young couple enter the world of the music industry, and subsequently, the world of drugs.
0: The Apple is written and directed by Menahem Golan, and stars Catherine Mary Stewart, George Gilmore, Vladek Shabal, Grace Kennedy, Alan Love, and Ray Shell. And we're back in action for another week. As mentioned earlier, we are Cult Cinema Cavalcade and our episodes drop every other Monday. In the meantime, stay active with us by finding us on social media outlets like Facebook and Twitter at CC Cavalcade. We also open up the request line to you as well as comments and praise via email. uh, mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com Each episode can be streamed and downloaded through our site on iTunes where you can give us a 5 star rating so people looking for a podcast like ours can better find one So do your part Today, we're discussing the Apple, but I'm super excited and honored to have our guest with us to talk about it from the HHWLOD Network, where you can find him on the Walking Dead TV podcast, the DC TV podcast, the Nothing's On podcast, and Legion of Dudes, it's Jim Dietz!
2: Uh,
3: Oh, the pleasure's all mine, really. I'm, I'm... Glad to be here. I'm glad to uh, revisit this film. Yes. And <laughs> you're the
1: first person to say that. Congratulations, <laughs> Jim.
3: I remember the very, fir- the very first time I ever saw this was on the Joe Bob Briggs uh, Monster Vision on TNT. Oh, really? Uh, it was like they showed it at like three in the morning after they had showed like an Ed Wood movie or whatever. And I remember watching the opening sequence and just like, <coughs> what the hell am I looking at?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't discover it till I was in college. I think it may have been around oh4 and I was working at Circus City, and some guy knew I was a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, and I like to watch like you know cult movies and stuff. And I came by with this burned DVD, and and he's like, "You need to check this out. It's called The Apple," <laughs> and it said, and he wrote on it, and I was try, I still have it somewhere. I was trying to find it for this to watch again, and it, it said, "The Apple, worst movie ever," and that's what he wrote on there. <laughs> and I took it. And I remember I did not finish it on the first try, <laughs> okay. and then it became a game with people I knew. Like, how far can you make it through this movie? And a lot of people would quit. They wouldn't, and it took me forever to actually see the ending to the movie, because wow. I could never get people to like get through it
3: all. I know? know you mentioned Mystery Science Theater. The uh, the riff tracks, <coughs> for the album is is pretty glorious songs, uh, as a thing too. Yeah. Um, As as bad as this movie is, it makes for good fodder for riffing.
0: (laughs) Colin, had you seen the movie before this? I had
3: not seen the
1: movie before this. I had heard of it, but I've never... I've always thought, like, man, that looks awful, and then it moved on. I never actually thought about watching it, because I'm not used to watching, like... I'm very used to watching bad movies, (laughs) but uh, as far as musicals goes, I'm not really used to watching bad musicals, because... It's kind of like a bad comedy. When a comedy is bad, it's just a chore. And if the music is bad in a musical, it is a chore.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember when I lived in Los Angeles, and this was, you know, my Apple time where I was just like, what in the world was this movie? I went to the first time I ever went and saw a movie at the New Art Theater. It's in Santa Monica. Just, um, Older cinema and they did a lot of revival midnight revival screenings and I saw a poster for the Apple that they were showing like at midnight once a month on a Saturday night. And I was like, Why the hell? Who are they getting in this theater to watch this? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: what, like the people that couldn't get into see Rocky Horror, I guess. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it was it was one of their like classics. Like it was a regular run thing there and I didn't I didn't understand it. We'll we'll get into that more I guess as we talk about the movie, but that was something that just struck me. I was like, "What the, the apple?" And they were selling the DVDs at like the box office,
1: <laughs> and people were paying money, right? Like,
0: yeah, no, it was it was uh, like a, it was like fifteen bucks to go see it at a midnight $15. screening. Fifteen dollars. This, ca- this, this, this is California just, prices. That was cheap for. A
3: you kind of can't look away though. It's like when you drive by a car wreck, or you know, <laughs> yeah. or when they say, you know, this this following footage has graphic content. I mean, it's. It's a beautiful mess. I mean, yeah. and it just it, there's no other way. It's like a, it's a, it's like the prettiest dumpster fire I've ever seen. Well, you're <laughs> half right, Jim. You're you're half right. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, the the movie like I, I didn't look into like the budget or anything, but there's a it looks like a lot of money was spent on this movie, even though I doubt it. There was.
3: There is a little there's... bit in the in the uh, documentary Electric Boogaloo, uh, the wild wild story of Canon Films about the Apple.
0: This was supposed to be their big breakout, right?
3: Right, right. They were trying to emulate the success of, like, you know, Saturday Night Fever and Can't Stop the Music and, you know, Thank God It's Friday and all those disco movies. But by the time this got out, disco was over. Right. You know, 1980 was, like, about the death knell of disco. So, I mean, they really nailed that kind of sci-fi, you know, disco aesthetic of the late 70s. And then by the time they got the movie out, it was, well, I mean, it is what it is.
0: I mean it's got it's got the sci fi angle of that of like a uh like a conquest of the planet of the apes or sleeper mixed with like, you know, Saturday Night Fever and it's almost like this disco Rocky horror picture show.
3: Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, a lot of the costumes and stuff remind me of the uh, the show Solid Gold.
0: Yeah, from the uh, late seventies
3: uh, where they, yeah. they had the musical showcases and stuff. Like mixed with Eurovision. Well, you know <laughs> <Just> like...
0: <laughs> Some of the costumes in it and some of the like the the exterior settings remind me of somewhere and I'm not saying I, I know they didn't get it from the apple but it's kind of that sci-fi that the uh, those the Hunger Games movies was trying to evoke back to right it's in that sort of
3: uh, aesthetic. it's a very it's definitely a very 70s future very Logan's run
0: right yes yeah uh
3: Swirling green type of future I mean it's, a lot of it's not a Star lot of location Wars. yeah a lot of location <laughs> shooting in like brand new office buildings and malls uh, you know, like rollerball, like that kind yeah, of... Yeah, uh, yeah, exact, yeah, exactly, yeah. 70s uh, future aesthetic, yeah, definitely, yeah. for
1: it, sure. Anytime they were outside, I was waiting for the uh, the, rise, the rise of the apes to happen. Right, it, yeah. It really <laughs> looks like that. It look, it yeah, there's one does. area
0: in the town that I was like, this has to be... It has to be the same place that they filmed Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, but this was filmed in Germany. I don't think Conquest mm. of the Planet of the Apes was filmed in Germany.
1: No, it was... I know it was in California. I mean, it was in somewhere in the greater Los Angeles area. I'm just yeah. not uh, sure uh, not sure where.
0: Yeah, but it, it looks almost exactly like the little town in that movie.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, or it the, does. The little,
0: the big city in that movie. Sorry, but... <laughs> the big city that was kind of open. I don't know. <laughs> it's just got that white, like hollow, plain nothingness to mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. like kind of eerie and kind of
3: future bleakness. Yes, so. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of a, it. It's really funny. Like the seventies, the, the view of the future, the eighties, view of the future. I mean, everybody just thinks the aesthetic of their time will continue forever.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, so it's like the the Back to the Future two thing, where it's like you know, it's the the super eighties <laughs> twenty fifteen, and
3: mm-hmm. right. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, without further ado, let's get uh, let's uh, get in our time machine and travel all the way forward back to nineteen ninety four. To
3: the beam.
0: The movie starts with a bunch of, like, squealing teens and bikers pulling into the World Vision Song Festival. And we get our first number right away. Do the BIM. Which, hey, 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 BIM's all the (laughs) way.
3: For 15 minutes. For 15. It's a long
0: opening (laughs) number.
3: But we are introduced to to Pandy and Dandy here.
0: Yes, they're the the leads. (laughs) The leads of the, the the movie.
3: I must say Dandy looks like he could be a body double for Roger Daltrey.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I mean, like this, shoot, this shoot guy,
3: Listomania and he would be like the you know you'd bring him in, you know, for a stunt double.
0: And this guy, was it Alan is his name? Alan Love.
3: Alan Love.
0: Yeah, he's all in in this movie. Like I, I gotta say I mean, this guy's got a level of commitment that's quite amazing. Like he's gonna, like if someone were to take off from here. He seems like he could be a Steen Steeler, but it just you know. He's singing most of the time he's on screen and he's not <laughs> can, singing good songs.
3: I can just see Golan talking to him now being uh, you could be the next Rex Smith. You you could be the next Leaf Garrett you know like, <laughs> trying to sell it uh, on you know this being his star turn or whatever.
0: Instead we got instead Rutger Hour took off
3: instead yeah. of this guy. Yeah.
0: And while they're while they're in there there's a programming room. And some execs are watching the heart rates of the audience responding to the music. That's how they judge what the hits hits are. And uh, there's a guy named Boogaloo, which uh, is a word uh, boogalow, that would... Boogaloo. Uh, Boogaloo, yes, who would sh- a, a similar word would show up later in the canon film's history. Uh, this guy this guy <laughs> who I, I thought was like a, a Bobo Udo Kier, and he's actually one of the Spectre henchmen in From Russia with Love. Nice. He's the uh, chess yes. playing guy at the beginning of that movie.
3: Vladek Shebel.
0: Yes. Wasn't he also
1: in Was he in Red Dawn, or am I making that up?
0: I don't remember. He was
3: in the Casino Royale from the '60s. That was.
1: I yeah. thought. I thought he was like one of the Russians in Red Dawn. Maybe I'm wrong.
3: No, you're right. He was in the original Red Dawn. Mentioned before. He's also Suck in Sh- Shogun, the yeah, the Richard Chamberlain uh, series. Oh. Um, but yeah, from Russia with Love. But Yeah, he's got a few credits up to the '90s. But uh, I had never seen or heard of him before this, obviously. But his his sidekick, the uh, the serpent guy,
0: Mister Shake,
3: Mister Shake. Mm-hmm. He, he makes uh, Chris Tucker's Ruby Rod look like almost stoic in comparison. Right? <laughs> yes, that's true.
2: <laughs>
3: From uh, Fifth Element, I, I kept thinking <laughs> of that. I'm like, did Chris did Chris Tucker see this movie before he did Fifth Element? You know. <laughs> Yeah, the they-
1: same character just
3: louder and more yeah. sexual and, more, and, and a lot more glitter
1: <laughs> yes yes don't i mean uh, shake still has glitter don't worry about that oh
0: no
3: no no of course
0: Bugalo talks that they need to prepare some bim merchandise after they score a 150 like we got oh they're taking off this is the group
3: Right. One fifty heartbeats per minute. Was, yeah, uh, this something side. like that.
0: And
1: yeah, I, I guess that's how they judge ratings in the year nineteen ninety four is heartbeats.
3: And it's the biggest uh, LED digital monitor you could picture sitting yeah. on a desktop. <laughs> it is huge. I mean it looks like a scoreboard for like a basketball game or something.
0: <laughs> I mean it didn't I mean
3: I, I, like the
1: guy like like Judging like how many beats per minute is he like farsighted or something? Is that why it's so big? It's like some kind of like like disability uh, that the, 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 that they hire people to have here. I don't know some you know, outreach program.
0: I feel like this is what happened with like Hootie and the Blowfish in 1994, right? They were like, oh, look at these heartbeats, Let's cram them down our throats. <laughs> I, I think you're not far off. the uh, The next group to come up is Alfie and BB. And... Who make
1: Donnie and Marie look edgy. Edgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are from Moose Jaw. Yes. <laughs> yes. I certainly do say it enough times when we first meet them. Like, we get it! They're not from this town, wherever it is. They're small-town folk. For all we know, this town that they're in is, like, right next to Moose Jaw. Because they never say, right? I mean, right. if yeah. Like, for, for all we know... Like, the whole world isn't like this. It could just be this town that's all screwed up. We have no idea. There's, there's never a point where, like, they show, like, other people, like, watching the uh, with the World Fest or whatever the name of the show is. And, like, like no other part of the world, like, reacting to what's right. going on. As far as we know, anything we see outside is just in that town. So, for all we know, like, Japan could look over, like, what a bunch of assholes in America. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, they start playing this acoustic little ballad and the kids are divisive over the love song at the start.
2: You're the light within my dark. Hope what the hell is this? In. Shh, it's a love song. To the bim! Shut up! Hey, are back to me, You're the reason that I'm singing.
0: But then the heartbeats start to climb. The girls hold the hands of the boys. And they say, love songs are out! It's just nostalgia. But they climb past 150. And Mr. Shake goes and gives a tape to play to the guy in the control room. And there's a horrible beeping that gets the crowd to calm down and <laughs> this turn scene, on this it. This
3: scene, too, though, it's like it, it, Mr. Shake is like, they'll never be 150. And then the guy operating the machine is like, 151.
0: Yeah, it was immediate.
3: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, like like, air traffic controller or something. Yeah.
1: He's going to look into the camera Yeah, and go yeah. Like, 151, 151, huh? Pull a gym from the office, just look right into the camera.
0: <laughs> apparently this the song festival was only two songs by two different groups because <laughs> after it, it's uh, it's over and all the reporters are swarming Boogalow they're wanting to know about the, the slow song but he's dismissing it and we cut to an after party which features the BIM stuff going crazy with, with uh, BIM glasses
3: this is where they introduced the BIM mark
0: and the BIM mark, yeah. yes which uh, we used to joke the guy who gave me this D V D we used to joke at work, uh Circuit so we'd like draw like something on a piece of tape and put it on our face and be like, Oh, it's just my BIM mark. <laughs> <laughs> the so the just... supervisor would be like, What's on your face? My BIM mark. Could you take your BIM mark off please? Like, <laughs> I'm like, but I don't want to uh, get a ticket.
3: Yeah, it's compulsory, <laughs> man. The cops will come down on me if I don't wear a BIM. Yeah, no, it, it's obligatory eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Bim mark is just like a sparkly triangle. That's all it is.
0: Yep. Comes in many different colors.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand like how that's like the like.
0: <sighs> because Alfie but... and B.B. mark just doesn't have, have that catchy sound to it.
3: Uh, I, well, I think I... Bim stands for Bugalo International Music. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yep. it's like all Bugalo is doing, and it's like the whole Mark of the Beast thing playing into the devil.
1: Oh,
3: um, I thought know, it was imagery thought, that we're seeing in this, in this movie. So
1: see, I thought it was just uh, because uh, in the in 1980, every they thought that everyone in the future would be wearing sparkly skin tight clothes. Sure. And if you weren't wearing them, you needed something sparkly on you. So here's the Bim Mark.
0: We did Total get the skin tight jeans. <laughs> yes.
1: Albeit
3: 20 years yeah. off, but. Pretty, some of those parachute pants are pretty shiny. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we just need to. <laughs> we need some kind of uh, like a skinny jean parachute pants hybrid, and that's what the apple is, basically. There you Jeez. go. With music.
0: Alfie and BB, they discuss going to the after party, and Alfie, of course, doesn't want to go because he doesn't like fun. And at the party, they go over all the. BIM merchandising, including the BIM mark. And Bibi gets a tour of Boogaloo's place from Dandy, who offers her a little pill. It,
3: After... takes, a, it takes a tour of her tonsils. Yeah.
0: yeah. then
3: make out for a while. The yeah, point. they get
0: a lot of crap from people at the party from being from the boondocks. Yeah. Quote, unquote.
1: By the way, like... did, anyone, did anyone notice the enormous glass of champagne she was given? It oh, was yeah. like a soup bowl with a stem on it.
3: <laughs> but what about the? They were drinking out of those triangular, like, <laughs> the, uh, those, bim like those... You, the bim glasses. Yeah, the bim
2: glasses. The most
1: inconvenient
3: glasses ever. I know. <laughs> I know. Look at, Boy, like this is any an like anyway. It. No, this is totally normal. If
1: anything gets stuck in one of the corners, like, well, I guess we gotta throw this glass out because we're never getting rid of
3: it. And the, the thing that really gets me is like the even as big as the lapels were in the seventies, like they even go bigger in this movie. Oh yeah, you could land an airplane on any character's lapel, you know, in this movie, and it's just it's almost distracting, you know, almost like a, it, like it's a almost, 70s superhero costume or something.
1: It's like uh, they just said, like let's see, what would a stereotypical homosexual think the future is like? That's like what the designer <laughs> made.
3: I just feel like there's a lot of cocaine done.
0: Oh gosh.
3: On the this of movie, this movie
0: was made of blow, glittery yeah. blow.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of meetings taken in uh, a lot of boardrooms, a lot of locked doors. If you know what I mean.
1: Well, it's I'm like, sure. The, I'm sure the coke dealers in the credits.
3: Yeah. No way they're not. Nice. They, they let Mr. Bugalo sing. Okay, you yeah. <laughs> it give him good. a few songs.
0: It's like, oh, uh, kind of lost here. We don't have pages for this part of the script. What are we gonna do? Uh, <laughs> hang on, everybody, pass it. We'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, or Christian metaphors, perfect. Uh, BB and Dandy, of course. We said make or make out, and everybody sees them. And then we get a musical number that begins called Made for Me.
2: You're made for me, created for me, and I am your man. You're made for me, it's fated to be. You'll be my woman. Why do you do this to me. Tell me why.
1: This was the point in the movie where I think uh, I related to the people in 1980 where I thought, what am I watching?
3: <laughs> like this was the point, of, like what the, what the fuck
1: is this?
3: Yeah, no doubt. That's like that's like I said, the first time I ever watched this, it was like three in the morning. I was home from the bars, I was in college or whatever, I was watching uh, TNT Monster Vision, I'm just like, I ended up watching the whole thing just because I had no idea what it was, I'd never seen it before, I'm just like, what the fuck am I looking at? And it's a movie <laughs> you
0: could never guess where it's going. Like, And what I've realized
3: you know. after um, you know owning it for a while, this is a great movie to put on in the background of a party.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could.
3: Because yeah. it's like it, you can watch it for like a minute or two and just be like, what the hell am I looking at? And, and, you know, walk away from it. And it makes like it's so much visual noise. It makes like for a good background.
1: And yeah, no one's going to sit down and just watch the whole thing. Exactly. You're going to be like, all right, I got to get back to the party. Just, yeah. This is too much. She's weirding me out.
3: I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Alfie catches Dandy kissing, kissing BB. And, of course, he takes her away. Uh, moving on to the next day when Boogaloo arrives at his music office in the Homer, right? Yes, I was going to mention that. that. The Homer, is that a, like, was that a nod to the Apple when he made that car? <laughs> I I I know, These like, are so close. So, yeah. like, color everything. Apparently, oh, like the uh, Homer. No yeah, one apparently, honked the horn, but. Yeah, uh,
1: a Powell Motors is apparently uh, huge in 1994, because there are a lot, like, it's featured a lot in this movie. And there's some scenes where there's at least two of them.
0: There's even, like, a Homer yeah. van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's even got,
1: like, it's so damn close. It's even got, like, the giant horns <laughs> on top
3: of it. It's almost it's like am- the
0: Simpsons couldn't get the clearance to copy it to pay homage, so they went as, like, just a little bit off from it.
3: Or maybe yeah. they just like, what's so- the dumbest car you've ever seen? I know. <laughs> Wait. Wait. You're right. saw this movie once called The Apple. Hold
0: oh, <laughs> on. And Simpsons writers would have seen The Apple. Like, oh, no.
3: absolutely. Oh, no, no, no. They did.
0: They probably had a copy of a VHS laying around the writer's room. I mean...
1: Like, of all the things I've heard about this movie, I cannot believe I've never heard that the Homer is featured prominently in this
0: movie. Uh, Alfie and BB show up there to go to sign and Alfie's still against it. Boogaloo. He, she said like he only takes 50% of their, of their pay.
3: That's <laughs>
0: horrible. Yeah. And when they get yeah. to the lobby, they're told to wait, which is a very busy waiting room. And then okay. we get the lobby dance number, uh, which is led by Bugalo, called Show Business with a Z. Show Business. Like a puppet on the string, Like a monkey on the swing. Man is clinging to
1: the ropes of the fantasies and hopes we are dangling mr Boogalow. he's so eager to believe and so easily deceived like a baby watching magic he's so gullible it's tragic in the words naive life is nothing but show business in 1994 we fight for the spotlight we did.
0: B I Z N E S S. Because
1: right. he's from the streets, which
3: he's inc- very street. Which I'm includes the
0: uh, the that ballet troupe,
3: right? And I it... like the guys with the glittery disco vests and right. the white gloves.
0: Oh, the the, the, <laughs> biker, like the, the gay biker bar jazz guys hand, in there, yeah, yeah.
3: The jazz hands. Oh man, <laughs> is, so many is,
1: uh, jazz hands. <laughs> is Mister Bugalo's uh, office in an airport? Because that really, it looks like he's in a terminal.
0: Is a yeah. terminal? Yeah. I'll tell you what this movie. One of the, the points of comedy for me comes from the dance choreography and the dancers with like, just no expression, just going through the motions, nothing there. Like the choreography is not very great. They don't seem to be in sync a lot of the times and just, they're just unwillingness to like sell any of it.
1: Right. It's
0: pretty hilarious.
1: Well, they're coming down from the Coke probably.
0: True. It's like, Hey, yeah. Like. It's unique for a musical cuz usually the musical they're you know selling what they're what they're well, performing yeah, like but dancers- this is just like so uninterested like move your arm up, arm up down, take a spin. I don't Are, we know, Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Yeah. <laughs> it
3: like, no, like, you it's, think it's either, dancers... this or, it's either this or go dance on the set of Xanadu. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least there you can move a little bit quicker because the,
3: ro- yeah, the roller skates.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think the dancers would be you know emote a little bit more because they are there to see Mister Bugalo. I'm never going to pronounce his name right, and he doesn't deserve it pronounced correctly.
0: Some but... of them, some of the characters were calling him Boogaloo in the yes. in the movie, uh, but I it is like spelled and pronounced. I think officially Bugalo. Right. But, but
1: there All was right. a
0: couple of them. I was like, wait, they said Boogaloo, didn't they?
1: I yeah. The first time they said his name, I heard Boogaloo.
3: You know what? what? Continuity is like the tip of the iceberg of shit of this movie. Okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the least thing you would like want to complain about. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, the yeah. continuity of his name. You know. Right.
1: When... So when, when they're dancing at the song, like say it's like a show business with disease, the and they say life is show business die for the fame and I'm sure some people are gonna say oh look they predicted how people are gonna be in the future because people will die for fame at any cost." And, you know another movie that kind of did this was uh shock treatment you know oh, the sequel yeah. the, yeah.
0: the rocky horror right sure yeah.
1: and I just wonder why do the shitty movies or how are they able to predict this stuff but none of the good movies can
0: Because they make the bold choices that no one wants to make.
1: (laughs) That's why. (laughs) That's what makes
0: them what they are. They go for it. They don't care.
1: It's the one thing they get right in the movies. Everything else is little dog shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. They make one correct thing, or they go wild with everything else, and something sticks.
1: So just you wait in 30 years. This is going to be a real neat idea. Okay, whatever.
0: People dying for fame and the Homer. (laughs) That's what it
3: was. <laughs> yeah, we're going to remember that in your shitty musical disco movie. Okay. <laughs> Be remembered for its futurism.
0: Uh, once once Alfie and B.B. get to the get to finally see Mr. Boogalow, <laughs> the contracts are ready with lawyers and they want them to sign as individuals instead of a dual act, like a duo. And Boogalow says they will meet with a fashion designer and get a new image... And the press is, like, a wall opens and the press is already there for them. And BB wants to sign immediately. And, of course, Alfie wants to postpone it. And they have an album, a tour, and all this stuff prepared, all ready to go uh, by Boogalow. And it kind of prevents them from having any sort of, like, time to think about a signing. Like, they need to get on these things right away. And an earthquake starts happening.
3: Yeah. As
0: BB signs her contract. And everybody but Alfie's freaking out, and it ends up it was just in his mind. And everyone's staring at Alfie like he's crazy. And Alfie goes to sign, and the room starts going black and storming, and then burning a flame. He's
1: like, "Oh, the walls on fire!" And they're all like,
3: "What? <laughs> Shut yes. up!"
0: And suddenly, suddenly
3: we're on a Star Trek set. Yeah, we we're on a Star, Star Trek from rocks
0: with <laughs> some weird Adam and Eve like hell, where Boogaloo is the devil and Shake is the snake and it walked B.B. over to Dandy and he gets a huge apple and tells her to
3: taste it. He's sitting there wearing a cloth, by the way. Right, yes. It's mm-hmm. like that, yeah. it,
0: you know. And meanwhile, Alfie is tempted by Pandy, the other singer of BIM, and our next musical number, The Apple, starts up.
2: Magic apple, mystery apple. Take a little ride. Let me be your guide through the apple paradise. Dice juju apple, voodoo apple. Take a little bite, spend the splendid night
3: in our garden of delight. It's a natural, natural, natural desire. Meet an actual,
2: actual, actual vampire. Let the apple set your soul. You'll be demonized But you'll be paralyzed So you'll be
3: victimized You're fascinated, captivated, losing your mind When we cast the apple eye on you mm. yeah,
1: and This song this was is,
0: uh, This is a, oof.
1: this song was less bad Than some of the other songs I mean, it's not like It's so
0: weird are... with all the people going Taste it, taste it, yeah. Taste it, yeah. Taste it. And, yeah And man, that dandy guy just He's like, this is going to be my hit Right here he was selling it.
3: He was doing his That's best. That's what I'm
0: saying. This guy this was all shit. in was with the apple. It was his shot,
3: man. This was his shot. Is, he yeah, it. he made the yeah. most of
0: everything. And, yeah, him in the loincloth <laughs> singing to her.
3: And apparently
1: uh, Napoleon is there, by the way.
0: Right. I see that? No, right? what?
3: And the guy with, like, the three eyes with, like, two merged faces. And uh, they, uh, this is when they start shooting through, like, a lot of colored filters, too. Yeah, the, yeah. So You get a lot of red this, filter shots and...
0: This is when the, the cocaine started not working, and they were bringing acid and stuff to the set. And they were like, <laughs> we need bigger ideas.
1: They have leftover props from Caligula. That's where the guy with, th- like, three faces is there.
0: And I know, Menahem Golan, he not only directed the movie, he wrote it too, but did he write any of the songs?
3: No, the music was done by George S. Clinton. Not oh. the George Clinton of Parliament Funkadelic, who's immensely yes. talented.
0: The funk was George not brought to... No,
3: no. George S. Clinton, who is a white dude from Nashville, uh, who did a lot of <laughs> who did a who lot knows of disco who did a lot of canon uh, uh, soundtracks along the way. Um, and he was kind of the house one of the house uh, composers at Canon. But late um, more lately he did the music for the Austin Powers movies, so okay. really. Yeah, but I mean he's uh, done a whole bunch of uh, I mean the, he did music for the Big Bangs and uh, I'm just looking at his IMDB right now. Astronauts wife um red shoe Diaries on Showtime but uh, <laughs> back but back in the day so he's worked with the Coney yeah <laughs> but back in the day he did a lot of uh uh um uh, Garbage. Canon movies like American Ninja one two and three um ninja 3 the domination Avenging Force wild thing so
0: he got to do the Apple and ninja 3
3: and he did three Chichin Chong movies
0: that lucky bastard
3: yeah, but I mean, he was, uh, I guess he was like, like I said, one of the house composers at Canon during back in the day when Canon was still a thing. I feel bad for the people who die and then go to hell and then have to do even more shitty choreography.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. like, oh! and,
1: and then there's like people like, 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 you know, hanging by nooses in hell. Like, haven't they been through it? They're already in hell. Guys like, how with much dog more heads. They... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's enough. Satan. Why don't you back off? <laughs> it's enough, isn't it? We're <laughs> in a crappy booby, that's hellish enough. <laughs> <laughs> we already have to dance in the hottest place in existence. Isn't that enough? Everyone's cramping up from dehydration, Satan.
0: Jeez. Take it easy.
1: <laughs> well,
0: he doesn't take it, the person who doesn't take it easy, once the lights the music number is over and the lights come on again, We're back in Boogaloo's office, and Alfie doesn't sign, and he pisses and moans and leaves. And B.B. gives chase, but Dandy and Pandy stop her and says, You're a member of the BIM family now. And the How to Be a Master song begins right into another number.
1: the darling of the beam elite, why does everyone fall at my feet, could it be because I'm so sincerely sweet, yes I know how to be a master, Ooh-wah. cultivate the need,
2: Ooh-wah. rub them by the greed, Ooh-wah. slaves are guaranteed, Ooh-wah. when you know how to be a master, he knows how to be a master,
3: and it oh, revolves man. around this is so racist. Yeah, this is the one that revolves around <laughs> a recording
0: session and working out and dining, <laughs> and yeah, the press.
1: I, like, like I know it's like supposed to be like oh you know BB is uh, they're, they're changing her to you know fit uh, what uh, Bim's needs are and all that stuff and changing her different mm-hmm. person and that would be a lot more effective if the master wasn't or not the master that's a different movie if uh, if yeah. Bugalo wasn't like working out, like, next to her. Like, <laughs> like he's doing the same things like she is. Like, I don't understand, like, shouldn't you be controlling her? Not just like, well, she's going to work out. And you know what? I could go for a light cardio as well, so I'll hop on the bike next to her. <laughs> yeah.
0: And she also she talks to the press, and she, she's they ask her about the BIM stuff, and she says she's already set to be married to, which I'm assuming is to Dandy.
1: Uh no she's like married to the company I think that's what they said I mean oh it
0: was a... I th- she because she goes out and she's already set to be married and I was like oh they're putting her together with d- Dandy because that dude's <laughs> all over her
1: <laughs> and inner but I think it was just uh she's like no like she's married to the work I think that's all it was
0: okay well then then she gets her first musical number with Bim called Speed. <laughs>
2: America, the land of the free, is shooting up with pure energy, and every day she has to take more speed, America, the home of the brave, is popping pills to keep up the pace, and every day she cries out for
3: Give me speed. Yes.
0: We get uh, a shot. If you look in the background, and there's one close-up of her. Fanola Hughes is in there as a dancer in the scene. Uh, well, stay, also, staying alive,
3: Fanola Hughes. Staying Alive's Fanola Hughes. General Hospital's Fanola Hughes. Yes. Also, um, Femi Taylor is one of the dancers, and she was Una in uh, Return of the Jedi, the dancing girl that like, gets fed to the Rancor. Right. Hmm. She's one of the dancers in this movie too. I'm sure this was a high point in her career.
0: They got their start <laughs> in the Apple, just like our star Catherine or Catherine Mary Stewart, who would later go on to be in, like Night of the Comet, last Starfighter. What do you guys think of her in this movie?
1: Like, like I almost don't recognize her. She's with like
0: her... really baby faced and Yeah. Like, like the next like in yeah. the next four years, her appearance would like drastically change, right? That's true. Yeah.
1: Like, her, I mean, like, her hair is, like, really straight in this. And that, that was something, like, I didn't even realize it was her. Like, if you look at her eyes, of course you can tell, but...
0: Well, her face, look, like, her jaw area looks really different.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. she hadn't finished puberty yet or something. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it took, like, those other few years. Like, she's, like, I don't know, filled out or or or,
3: or what. I don't know what it is, but it's just... Yeah, I she don't was know. Uh, she was like uh, nineteen and twenty when she made this movie. So. Yeah, it
0: was her first first film, and I, I have to say, I like her better than Alfie.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Alfie is Al- always angry. Alfie. He has all the personality of a wet bag of white bread. Right. <laughs> <So he does. laughs>
1: That's why this is the only movie he's ever been in.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, out on the street, we get a a random haggard woman gets stopped by a police officer for not wearing a bim mark. Because now it's the law. It's
1: obligatory.
0: Yeah, the woman ends up being uh, Alfie's landlord? Is that what I'm... Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> I uh, mean, I guess it's back in that... This
0: is back in that Three's Company era where they could just, like, walk in to your place all the time. and
3: <laughs> yeah. Make your bed and yeah. have you grab, a, grab at your breasts.
0: Apparently, yeah. Na- <laughs> that yeah, was weird. In, in
3: 1994,
0: yeah. Uh she has a discussion with him about writing a new song, the Bim Marks, and you know he owes her money for rent, and that's when he yeah he grabs her boobs when she's talking about that song and he plays Where Has Love Gone for her. It's his new song. Overhead.
3: for as broke as he is he has a lot of musical equipment in his apartment. right he's got like two full-size congas and like three different guitars and like
0: but he doesn't think, have a toilet
3: but no rent <laughs> but yeah. no rent money
0: no rent money uh he goes on a tram ride to go to the city and i noticed a place in the background the bim burger
1: oh yeah well they control everything
3: I hope, it's, I
0: hope it's in the shape of a triangle. It looked
3: like like the generic version of the uh, Walt Disney World monorail. Right, you know, it did, (laughs) yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it looked like it was like, well, these are the leftover parts.
0: Welcome to the Six Flags monorail. (laughs) Uh,
1: Also, also when Alfie is on the the monorail, he's the only person that isn't dressed like an asshole. Right. Every other person's got that stupid futuristic. And, of course, everyone's going to be. Because Minnesota
0: hasn't caught uh, up yet.
1: I guess but but when he was in the in the slums or whatever, no one else was wearing, you know, glitter acid crazy outfits
3: either. Well, no, the cops he was,
2: don't
3: do he was down with the proles. Yeah, you know, it's the got the parole, whole nineteen eighty four yeah. level, yeah. You know? There's a lot going on here, man. It's a deep story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, he he plays uh, the song at a... I thought he was recording it, but he was apparently auditioning it, and these execs pass, and he's not what they're looking for. When he's leaving, he's out in a park, and a cop stops Alfie for not wearing a BIM mark, because we needed another scene of that within five minutes, and he gets a ticket. Then an intercom announces the National BIM Hour, where everyone must stop whatever they're doing and exercise, and all citizens must participate... Like, the, a doctor stopped giving surgery firefighters quit trying to put out a fire and then our bim anthem plays again and we watch various groups dancer size
1: at, at least with the opening there were other lyrics during the bim hour it's only the chorus yep mm-hmm. or the the hook it's all it is it's hey 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 the BIM's d- all the way
0: public didn't have the liner notes they couldn't sing that yeah <laughs>
1: It's not just that it's it's repetitive. Like okay, you can put up with it for a while. It's like two minutes of those like those eight words or whatever it is.
0: And you know, when you wake up the next day, you're gonna be randomly doing something, and it's not gonna leave your head.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> and what's ridiculous is it's not just that people are uh, are are moving and exercising to this repetitive, 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 repetitive song. It's that they, they all have like they're all choreographed like. The, yeah. They like meet up that day. It's like, okay, you take lead on this, Tony. I'll be in the third row. <laughs> Two minutes in, we'll spin, and you do a kick. Like, like what the fuck? No movie. That's the line. This is the unrealistic <laughs> part of the movie for me.
0: It's absolutely like I, I can tolerate. Hold on, this is where it's unrealistic for no, you? I this was going is... to say this. Like, is where this it works this down. <laughs> is 1994 in the future. This is this
3: uh... is the
1: this is my breaking point. Where I say no, movie, you're wrong. <laughs>
3: like, okay, fine. They have to exercise. One man in a world making a stand <laughs> against a really shitty movie.
1: <laughs> uh, sure, they stop fighting fire so they can exercise, which should be exercising itself. But whatever, fine, great. They're all—all all these firefighters are choreographed horseshit.
0: Uh, well, Alfie is out. Uh, side the building where hordes of fans are awaiting BB and Bim getting on their getting to their motorcade, and he fights through the crowd to get to her, and she sees him, but she gets ends up getting drugged away by the Underbite vampire guards to the car. I and, wrote
1: down warthog teeth.
0: Yeah, and Dandy pushes him off, and Alfie tries to fight it, and the guards beat up Alfie, and then Mr. Shake and Bugalo walk over to him and go, "You never learn, do you?" And the guards rush BB to her room. Dandy tries to go in, but she won't let him in. And BB starts the song, Cry For Me, which also is a, it's a duet with Alfie because he's in a separate place, but they're singing the same song. And he's bloodied in the rain on the streets.
3: Yeah, she's like wandering around in Victoria's Secret lingerie and a dog collar singing out a window. <laughs> and then he's like down all beat up in the streets and they're singing together.
1: And he he sings that his back is against a wall. When his back is actually against a wall. (laughs) It's a pretty good movie making right there, folks. What should we do here? What should we do here? (laughs) They do both.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, Alfie ends up getting woken by his landlady and she's made him some soup. And he asks if anyone's called. And she says he needs to just buck up and go find and talk talk to BB and quit waiting. There's a party at Mr. Boogalo's and the theme I guess is like red because it's fully yes. <laughs> red lit.
1: Well, it's a uh, it's red lit uh, cross dressers.
0: Well, That's yeah. the, the Alfie, theme for the party. Alfie gets there and Mr. Shake like kindly brings him in and introduces him to his friends who are all like cross dressers.
1: It, it's And it's, I
0: don't think he knows that.
1: It's Ed Wood's Wet Dream right, right here. There's alcohol and cross-dressing. He'd be in heaven.
0: Pandy then snatches him for a drink, and it pisses off Mister Shake. He orders a Scotch on the rocks, but Pandy insists on her special drink, the Passionate Pandy Special. Which no, that's not going to be mysterious at all. I'll just I'll take that. But <laughs>
3: it looks like a, it looks like a kale smoothie, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: And also, like, while you folks have been up and up to this point, sure, I'll take your odd-looking drink. Why not? Our hero, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Alfie notices the bartender and a server. their employees. Earlier in the movie, there was this guy from the press that Boogaloo didn't like the questions he was asking and stuff. It was early on when he was asking about Alfie and BB. He's now owned by Boogaloo as a servant, apparently, and so are other people. Well, and and oddly, said...
3: oddly enough, that's the guy who did the music for the movie.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, sits... that's right. Yeah, so Justin,
3: that's right. Joe that's Pittman. Fantastic. And he's like, remember me, Joe Pittman, and that is the composer of all the wonderful music for this And movie.
0: the screenwriters appear in little roles too, I mm-hmm. think, too. The other two credited ones.
1: What's so great about Joe Pittman is that, you know, he's he's been bought well, he hasn't been bought, the paper he writes for has been bought by them. And Alfie you know, says, Is that Joe Pittman? Like yeah. oh. How the fuck forgot, do you know, who like we Joe... know? Yeah, like you, <laughs> <laughs> like the audience barely knows him because we saw him. Alfie didn't see this guy. How the fuck does he know who Joe Pittman is, and why does he care so much?
0: Well, Bugalo shows up, and Alfie asks him to release BB from her contract, and he's like, "Well, why don't you ask her if she wants to be released?" And uh oh, surprise, Alfie starts is drugged. And starts tripping feeling the balls. effects from it. I was going to yeah. say,
3: the term is tripping balls. <laughs> tripping balls. Yeah.
0: And he'd be, he'd there's,
1: be...
3: there's like a lot of kaleidoscope shots here, lens shots. Right, of the, yeah. Red
1: filters. Like wow. one of those 3D paintings that you look in to find the other image. It's kind of what his vision yeah. becomes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he uh, starts stumbling around the party looking for BB, and Pandy says, you know, they'll go look for her, and then starts the song, Coming! Coming! <laughs> takes him to her bedroom and starts stripping him and Sorry, uh it's
3: just about as subtle as you think it is yes with, yeah. with such <laughs>
0: such a uh, deep mysterious hidden lyrics like deeper and deeper and tighter drain every drop of your love
3: yeah they the, have the
0: what so- I, I i call some musical sex
1: yeah the, the song manages to be graphic and bland all at the same time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: they, they did it trick <laughs>
1: yeah they pulled it off good job apple Good uh-huh. work, Joe Pittman.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a d- dirty, dirty portion of the movie, Alfie, um,
1: featuring gold speedo dance humping.
3: Yeah, right. I was say it's like it's it's dirty, but it's like it is in no way arousing. No,
2: not at all.
1: <laughs> it's it's gross. There's just like a bunch of round beds, which I don't know why round beds are sexy, but with, whatever. With
0: sex choreography, like <laughs> while they're showing her on top humping him, we need these choreo- choreographed people like having sex to explain, guess what they're doing?
1: Yeah, because you don't really, like, you know that she's on top of him and they're kind of moving around, but it, that part isn't that graphic. It really is just like the the chorus of people like in a dark room just jamming each other. Men
0: in thongs and...
3: It's like video game sex, you know, from the 90s or something on a Dreamcast. It's just like they're, <laughs> they're fully clothed and rubbing against one another and then like... Pandy and, and Alfie are all in like the huge soft focus, mm-hmm. like w- way out of focus. Like, and it's like, is this happening in the same place or the same universe? What's going on? You know, I think Alfie's
1: just hallucinating again because he's really prone to do that. Yeah, he does. More than a lot. anyone else in this movie. And mm-hmm. he probably takes the least amount of drugs. However, it's just, I don't know, maybe that's, that's someone special talking to him. Someone that we'll meet later, perhaps.
0: Right. Uh, Alfie, after the, the passion, after he gets passion is over, um, mm. Alfie after scurries. He gets the Cosby,
3: after he gets the Cosby treatment. Yeah, Exactly. That's what happens he, <laughs> yeah, scur-
0: he scurries out of the room stumbling and still drugged, and he walks in on B.B. and Dandy in bed, and she asks him who he is and tells him to go away.
3: They're in a green filter.
0: Yes, they're in green. Yes, they are. <laughs> that means it's consensual. That's right.
1: Was it Christmas? Is that what's going on? It was red outside and green in there. Is that what ha- is happening? Maybe.
3: Is this new kryptonite track lighting?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. And once again, Alfie wakes up, uh, and he's on a park bench, and there's an old bearded man and some yeah. children, and he takes
1: off the homeless. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs>
0: and he decides this old man takes him to breakfast at this hippie camp, which he calls. It's full of refugees from the 60s, but these yep. people look pretty young in 1994 for being refugees from the 60s.
1: Yeah, the only old person is their leader, you know, the the guy that wakes up Alfie. Everyone else looks like they're in their
0: 20s. I just wonder what happened in the 70s and 80s up to 1994 that these people had to be refugees from the 60s. Like, did they go back in time and steal them and put them in 1994, or... I got to take just...
3: a moment to shout out Joss Sacklin here, who plays Mr. Tops. Right. And the old man. He was in Hunt for Red October. Uh, he was in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, my uh, God, you're was, right. He I was, didn't was in even Lethal Weapon that. 2. He was in Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, he's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, he's still working today, probably enough. So More power to him. He's got to be, let's see, in his 80s by now?
0: Alfie here says the word peace. And he goes, I haven't heard that word in a long time. We then coincide with breakfast at the Boogalows, which is Ugh. quite a different experience. with
3: Brunch from hell, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Shake is uh, talking about going to the sauna, and BB says she dreamed of Alfie, and Pandy tells her that he was there, and says to go find him. Dandy, uh, Pandy's had enough, but or just she had Alfie, he wasn't that good, and she's like, I don't <laughs> want this guy sulking over me, so get him back, BB. I but,
1: that's, that's about the only thing I could think it could be, because... She's had, it, I can't speak apparently because it's so good, such a good movie. I'm, I'm I've l- i it. lost for words. Yes, <laughs> but there's no turning point for, um, for the rapist. That's, I'll call her that because that's what she is.
3: There you
1: uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> whatever. It's not like when like Alfie leaves, like she looks like out the door, or longingly or something like that, or she doesn't have like a moment of like, what have I done? It's just. You're looking for him. You should go look for him. Based on why the change of heart? Other than, like you said, Brendan, he must have been a really bad lay. Yeah.
0: Mm. (laughs) Shake scolds Pandy for this and says, you know, and Pandy's like, it's a trap. And cops show up, meanwhile, at the hippie camp and all the hippies retreat.
3: These are the Homer vans you were talking about before. They have the bubbles. Yes,
0: yeah. It's the Homer van. It's like a hippie <laughs> van. They're
3: like
1: tit wagons because they've got boobs on top of
0: them. <laughs> uh, and there's a there's a cave under the bridge. You can find us there. So they tell Alfie, and and the cops are like, it's just Alfie. So they're like, yeah, beat it. Get out of here. How dare you hang in the park? I.
3: Why have you <sighs> set about twelve fires in yeah. around this yeah, big area? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pandy, she tries to sneak BB past the guards, and Shake tells them they'll be sorry and commands the Bulldog, Bulldog is one of their names to let BB go. And Shake then, after BB goes, slaps Pandy.
1: Like if he hates it so much, why did he let it happen? I don't
0: get it. Yeah. Or why
1: didn't why didn't Shake go tell Mister a uh, 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 Boogaloo what was going on? Not just like, well, if you think she should go, I mean, you're the rapist here, so you would know better than I
0: it's been a little bit since we were coming so now we have the new, next song I found me which is a BB and pandy duet
2: I'm laughing I'm a-
0: which I think this was the longest gap in the movie of not having a song. Because they were, I mean, they're pretty on it with musical numbers, but it's not and that it, long of a gap, but...
3: Yeah, Pandy's standing on a balcony, and then uh, um, BB's, like, just kind of wandering around, <laughs> and it's, then going to the old atonement and then she's under a bridge at a national park or something. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> and then runs it's, into Gandalf. It's, off. <laughs> it's
1: which, the least interesting song set to the least interesting visual images <laughs> in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, BB, she goes to Alfie and his place the landlady said he moved out that morning and tells her that he's hanging out under the bridge with all those old bums and she joins in song and then under the bridge bb runs into the old bearded man mr tops he knows who she is and who she's looking for and they go to the cave with all the hippies she can't believe people are happy there
1: yeah, and according to the uh, to Gandalf, he says, "Oh, these people don't like television." Yeah. And I just thought, I thought, I thought, "Fuck these people!" I immediately just they like are, hated them.
3: They are called hipsters. I don't, I yeah. don't know. Yes,
0: they, they are hippies. They do refer to them as hippies. So,
1: yeah, well, their pants aren't
3: tight enough. So. I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't have television.
3: Some prodigious neckbeards, though. It was like that guy
0: called that guy that like complimented on my Army of Darkness shirt. said so he was a huge Evil Dead fan, and I was like, Oh, are you excited for Ash versus the Evil Dead? He's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't. Have- Is that television? I don't have a television. I was like,
1: Yeah, I, are you? Yeah, and you called I,
0: yourself a big fan.
1: If I had the ability, I would set him on fire with my mind.
0: BB and Alfie are reunited, and the old man sings Child of Love.
2: Child of love, child of love, child of love, child of love,
1: child of love, child of love, child of love, child of love, he sure does. Yeah, we gotta sit through it.
0: Yep. And we then we move right to the park. They don't really tell us. We kind of have to figure out. It's like a year or so later.
3: Yeah, yeah. The only, they're like the visual clues, like uh, Alfie has grown a beard.
0: He's grown a beard, and there's a child that's not a baby. Yeah. So it's,
1: Because it's the same song is continuing from yes. when they're in the cave to being outside in the park.
0: Which the song is interrupted by the marching of policemen in full riot gear, which I think they have
3: bim shields.
0: Are those bim shields? Right Those, they're, those they're are triangles, bim shields. Right? Bim yeah, shields. those
3: are bim shields.
0: Or oh. Triforce,
1: or whatever. Yeah. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're Zelda
0: been- fans. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Boogalo and Shake are with him, and a bearded Alfie briefly sees their hell appearances as they're walking forward. As if as if we forgot what those two look like, <laughs> and we needed a reminder that, oh, that's those guys. Oh, yeah. right. That we've been spending. You know, the guys right. we've been spending the whole movie with, even more so than, Al- than Alfie, probably.
1: Yeah, like we've picked up on your subtle hints that they're evil. We don't need reminded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, unle- unless they plan on people falling asleep at different points in the movie, which is a good bet, actually, so maybe it was necessary.
0: Uh, the police, they have a warrant for Bibi's arrest, and Mr. Tops tells them there's no need. She owes Bim apparently $10 million, and hippies all laugh about that. Like because maybe, what
1: is money, brother? There's only yeah. love.
0: Have you seen where we live? Have you seen our cave? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we got this yeah. Hippies from Star Trek in there playing going to Eden, brother, later. Come on by. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'd be great if they'd say, like, how much? It, well, we've got a cave in the back here. So tell us what the value is and see if we can settle up.
0: Yeah. Well, instead, the police just arrest everyone. Yeah. And Alfie oh. says, everything's going to be all right because Mr. Topps is coming.
1: As someone that we've never heard of through the entire movie. Well,
0: it's the right. first
1: time we've heard Mister Tops mentioned. Uh,
0: suddenly, a gold car comes from the sky, which to me was like, "What the? F-? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the, uh, what with this? Yeah." You know, in in of one of movie, the most
3: literal Deus Ex Machina scenes yeah! I've ever seen. Yes! <laughs>
0: a ghost man comes out of it and. He comes down the surface, he's in a white suit, and the officer can't arrest Mr. Topps because his legs go paralyzed, <sighs> and he, uh, Mr. Topps invites Alfie and BB to go with him, and he tells the hippies to come along as well, and he goes. the sky car drives off as all the hippies march on into the sky, and Pandy goes with them. The rapist yes. gets
1: to go with all these nice people into the sky. Well, two nice people.
0: Yeah, they become sky. They like ghosts, and they're like, "Where do you, where do you think you're taking him?" And Mr. Top says, "I don't know yet." And he says he's gonna start all over again, but this time without Boogaloo, and and the Boogaloo says, "The world simply cannot exist without me," and Top says, "Let's give it a try." And tops walks to the clouds, and the title comes up, and the Wachowski says, "Well, that's that's a good way to end the revo- uh, revolutions." <laughs> <laughs> abruptly, abruptly. But uh, the title comes on, and the credits roll, and the Bim anthem doesn't play. They go back to the Apple song. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, because like there's... the Apple, you know, the words the Apple are you know the entire screen, so it makes sense that they you know we start hearing Juju Apple, Voodoo Apple.
0: Oh, yeah, so God. and that's that's how this ends. And if if you would have called it ending like that, the beginning, well, I guess you're right about the movie. I guess, and I don't know, but that an ending. I just first you get a time jump, then you get not God coming from the sky and taking them all away.
1: And and how long was that time jump? Because when the the BIM stormtroopers show up, uh, they say like, oh, you know, ten million dollars. What are you talking about? She's. Been here for, uh, you know, over a year. Like, yeah. over a year? Look at, you know, Alfie's beard. And by the way, they have a kid. That kid's like three. There's no way. At, at least. Well, yeah. Just, yeah.
0: You have to give it nine months for the pregnancy. Yeah. And yeah. then the kid's got to be like, the kid's at two. Let's <laughs> say two or yes. close to it. Maybe it would be- he could pass for three
1: the size of that kid would be believable that he would have dialogue. It's
0: preposterous. <laughs> yeah. and that's that's the apple. That's, that's how this musical epic... <laughs> that is ethic. the
3: apple. It ends just like Time Bandits. <laughs> yeah, like, well, God coming in and making everything okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, so did we have to go through all this stuff or could you have done this at any time at all?
0: Alfie and B.B. had to find their way first,
1: I guess. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, how do the bad guys lose here? They, I mean, they're they out money. OK, sure. But all the people that would oppose them are gone. There's nothing to stop them now from just taking over. Every, they've taken over everything. They well, there's win. No, there's nothing. to. Yeah,
0: it, it's theirs. Like, so now they have to go like, well, police, you're the new fucked guys because we're going to make your lives hell or.
1: Exactly. And is
0: this like a statement by the hippies on the music scene? Like, fuck you, Disco, we're taking this back. Like, is that what this is? Or or we're just going to turn our back on you, Disco.
1: Mm. Uh, but instead of doing anything uh, music-wise, uh, they do what they uh,
3: did at the end of the movie and just get high.
1: Yes. And then it's over. High the sky.
2: <laughs>
3: Well, as we mentioned before, they, when people went to go see this movie, they should have been given a complimentary line of cocaine as they walked into the theater, so they would right. understand it a little bit better.
0: Weren't I they think. giving soundtracks <laughs> at the premiere that they threw yes. at the screen? Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah, they
1: famously threw them at the screen, and they and, threw them like at the screen like early, I think, too. Yeah.
0: And it like got played twenty at a, minutes in. It got played at a festival too, and they got booed like before the halfway point of the movie during its first screening, like loudly. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I, I read that, that um, the boos were so bad and the, and the reaction was so bad that the uh, director tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Wow. That's how,
0: Luckily that's he how didn't. bad the movie is. Luckily he didn't, or we, we may not have gotten a lot of gems that I am very fond of. That's true. But this was, yeah, it, this is canon films coming out the gate, and they, what?
2: ooh. <laughs>
3: well, they, they certainly planted their flag in the sand. Exactly. (laughs) I couldn't think of
0: a more perfect launch title for them. This
1: is what our company is. This
0: is it. Uh crap, the Apple Field. What is Chuck Norris up to?
1: (laughs) Can we get Charles Bronson on the phone? Someone? Anyone?
3: Quick, we need some artists to drop some posters. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So we can sell the movies to foreign markets from the poster.
0: The Apple is probably the money
3: to make the movie.
0: The Apple is probably one of the few movies they had that didn't have the poster first
1: yeah but it was probably yeah well what, i think it was like based on a uh, a play first it was um <clears throat> Like a like a Jewish play or something like that, but then things kinda
3: got reworked and the Christianity yeah. got cranked up and there's supposed to be like a lot more of an elaborate ending. I think the third act kinda got truncated during production because they ran out of money.
0: When they cut well, I... out they cut out the opening which was had Mr. Tops in it, right? And it's more established the devil god relationship with
3: mm.
1: that would have helped so much instead of just
0: So now it's just like what is this? Yeah, but It's, it's just... supposed to be his return where you're like, oh, he's here. You were supposed to have met him at the beginning of the movie, Mr. Topps, but now he's just like bullshit well, how much, how much the end.
1: How much would it have cost just to throw him in a white suit in a white, brightly lit room just saying whatever bullshit he needs to say about what's about to happen? That would have been something. That way we would like, have at least like seen the, the character. <laughs>
0: Like uh, coked out Walt Disney and uh, Blood Freak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Mr. Alfie. Top- now
0: Alfie and B.B. were going to be tempted by temptation and uh, singing <laughs> yeah, it's just songs.
1: A, it's unfortunate that Mr. Tops wasn't violently coughing at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. To the beam.
0: Okay, now it's a portion of our podcast where we rate the film we've just discussed as we are Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Our ratings like to go as so. They are Stay With Your Family, which you're a total Alfie. You don't want to sign with Boogaloo and you're turning your back on it and going with the hippies. Converted, which means you'll sign the contract, you'll make some tunes, you'll live with the devil. And... Drink of the Kool-Aid, you will buy every piece of BIM merchandise around, you have all the, all the music, and you'll stop your day regularly to exercise, dance size, move around, and say, hey, 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 BIM all the way. So, Jim Dietz, how do you rate the Apple?
3: I, I love a good bad movie and this is definitely a good bad movie and um i would have to say converted i would i would sign the contract uh this is not something i would watch like every you know every week or every year but like every once in a while it's fun to throw in and just wonder agape at the the incredulousness of it again i i I probably watched it i've probably already watched it like four times through because i watched it again for this uh this podcast and i'll probably watch it again in the future i just Again, I, like, I, I I mean, Dune, David Lynch's Dune is like one of my favorite examples of a good, bad movie. It's a really bad movie, but it's fun and entertaining to watch. And in much the same way I would watch a car chase or, or some other uh, thing like that, I would love to watch this. So, yeah, I would say converted.
0: Cullen. Uh,
1: I hate to, uh, to say this, but uh, I will stay with the hippies. I'm staying with my family on this one. I uh, that the songs are are forgettable the the costumes are laughable the acting is awful of, of course it's going to be awful it's a it's, a, it's a, not a good movie but I remember there was like one line that Alfie said when I mean, they're talking about the contracts and he said like oh, what is like oh yeah those are full of double talk like what country are you from, Alfie? Like I don't You're supposed to be from Moose Jaw, not Neptune. Where the fuck are you from? Yeah, this thing is just uh, just a dumpster fire and uh, it, it just it just cannot be stopped and it's unfortunate that it was released. I think it's awful. Brandon, what would you rate this?
0: Coming into this, I had seen it just a couple handful of times with like I said. Many times, not getting through the whole movie, I had always questioned, like, "Oh my gosh, this movie!" But uh, watching this time, and after this, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna become a new convert on the movie because I forgot just how batshit crazy this movie was. How ridiculous. (laughs) How? Yes, the songs are awful. The dancing's awful. But that's part of my enjoyment of this movie. Trying to confidently portray this stuff, like. Nothing sticks, other than like a hey, 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 Bim all the way, but it's so stupid and easy. And the movie, ridiculous from beginning to end. Like, the end, just like, what What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I I would love, like, I now look back at my time when I was at the Newark Theater going, who the fuck wants to come watch the Apple at midnight? And at least see it, I'd love to see it once with an audience that loves this movie and wants to go see it at midnight screenings just to see what the hell how the hell they react to everything. But two, I would also like to see this with an audience, an unsuspecting audience, the one that boos (laughs) it midway through, you know, just the, the people that don't know what they're in for, you know? And there's a, I love all the wacky costuming, just doesn't make sense a lot of the time. It's, it's a, it's not quite Rocky Horror level of, you know, enjoyability, but it's, it's the disco version, the disco answer to it. It's short. That's that's a good thing. It's a very, very short movie. Had this movie there's gone... Here's your Blu-ray quote. Right. Yeah. Had this movie gone any longer, it may not have been very tolerable because while it is short, it does feel a little long in parts, but it, it does move. It doesn't have a lot of breathing room between songs for most of the movie, which I think is a good thing because there's, there's musicals that forget their musicals and try to make their statements and then draw out drama scenes. This one, I mean, it... I wouldn't even use the word drama for any of it, but yeah, I think, I think it's just batch. I think everyone should give it a one timer with somebody to be just like, what enough? So you have someone to turn around and go, what the fuck did that just happen? What, what is this? And just enjoy your confusion together with the apple. But yeah, I, I I'm a, mean, I'm, I'm a new convert of this. I would have been before. I think I hadn't seen this movie in probably like eight or nine years. And before that, I probably would have been a not uh, stay with my family, but I after this viewing, I, I'm a new convert on the Apple, which is probably never gonna come to Blu-ray, but luckily hmm. it was on Amazon Prime and did not have to. I did since I couldn't find my DVD, I did not have to purchase a new one for $69. Whoa, because it's out of oh. print. Um, but Jeez. but yeah, so I was am converted.
1: I, I'm I'm glad I watched this sober because if I would if I was high or or drunk or anything I'd probably say like this is dumb this is
3: weird and I'm done.
1: <laughs> but if I'm sober like no try it keep going see what happens.
3: But. <laughs> it's like running a marathon you know now you've gotten through it you're a different person for having you <laughs> have the experience you know
1: yeah I've I've come out the other side a better person right. you're you right you go. Now, you're
3: stronger now you now <laughs> yeah.
0: If, if you're if you forget if you look at the calendar and you're like oh shit it's October 31st I don't have you can make a bin mark
1: you're right from,
0: from the Apple
1: holy crap well I guess it's good for that reason so you thank know. you Apple
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: to the bin
0: on the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade we'll be discussing Dangerous Men from 2005. Don't let that fool you, though. This film was almost 30 years in the making. It started production in 1979. It's one I'm incredibly excited for, and Colin can attest to that. I've been super eagerly waiting to talk about this movie on the show.
1: Almost every time we talk about the show, you mention Dangerous Man.
0: Like, it's coming. It's coming. And now it's here.
1: Coming for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah oh. oh, the apple. Oh, uh, I'd like to thank Jim Dietz for stopping by.
3: Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a blast to have a bite of this apple.
0: This was a this is <laughs> this was a preordained episode since the inception of Culture of that Jim Deets would guest on the Apple, and I'm glad he was able to come on and reply. and and thank you. Like my my first podcast, the uh, Icapod Crane was on your network as well as the Jack and I, Chloe Adventure Cast.
3: I remember them well. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, hhwlo.d.com is where you can find the Walking Dead TV podcast and the DC TV podcast. Um, I do another podcast now called Nothing's On. It's more of a general TV and film podcast, and that's available at the Taylor Network podcast.com
0: And you still write on Retropolis.
3: Sometimes, I since I, I, I've been going into full-time uh, dad mode, I really haven't had as much time as I'd like to, but with uh, the advent of my two-year-old going into uh, kindergarten this year, or pre-K, that may soon change.
0: Right on. Yeah, that's a, if you could it, you find Jim's blog the, for the old posts, it's great stuff. I like it.
3: That's, well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: our episode has come to an end, and thank you for sticking around with us, and... Enjoying the apple. Uh, We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer for Dangerous Men. The trailer that actually trails.
2: have been committed by a lone assailant there's a high probability that that assailant is a woman
3: Ah! Ah! stay away from the bikers what are you out of your fucking mind
1: don't fuck with me i can smell cops a mile away now who was that guy
3: Told him to
0: stay away from this case, damn it. Go for
3: it, asshole. Boss! Cops are all over the
2: base. You tell everyone to stop them no matter what it takes! Just get out of here and leave us alone!
3: Dangerous men
1: guaranteed it's like nothing you've seen before.
0: Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find Cullen on Twitter at my name is Cullen. And you can find more of my work at whysoBlue.com and my Twitter handle is at BTPeters. Our producer is Brad Shoemaker. Podcast edited by Brandon, theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf, found on the FreemusicArchive.org website. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please join us again in two weeks for our next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
2: the tubs.